Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. News from the Krabby Coffee Shop is brought to you by Aim High Construction MN.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. If you're a Gen Zer or a Gen Xer, no, not a Gen Xer, a Gen Zer, we were just talking about this off the air, or a millennial, right? Yeah. Millennials, or when did they start getting born? Uh, 2095, when was it? Ooh, do we know the range? Let me see. Um, I know it goes up to people who are like 38 years old, even. I oh. have it if you can't find it. Okay, yeah. no, go ahead, Lay it Ross. on me. I, I want to know first what a millennial is. Millennial is 1981 to 1996. 81? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I asked. because 40 I was years about old. To, yeah, okay, I was about, l- let me rephrase that. If you're under 30, we don't give a rat's ass what you say or think. There, that's what I wanted to say. Seriously. Wow. Shut your mouth. Get a job. Excel at your job. Advance your place in life. And then maybe we'll listen to you. Unless you're one of these brilliant kids that's already out there making millions, then I want to then I want to talk to you. But if you're just some slacker that shows up, you know, stinking of yesterday's booze and complains about everything, just shut up. We don't care. Okay, just shut up. Yikes! Why did this come up off the air anyway? It did, because I have a story about how um, Gen Z is sharing the trends by millennials that they plan to end. Okay, okay. That sounds interesting to me. Okay, L- so lay it all on the me. things that have one. annoyed us about millennials, this next generation are saying, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. Number one is weird drawn-on eyebrows. <laughs> Wasn't that a thing in like the 40s and 50s? It came back, though. Have you seen, I mean, there's a whole Reddit thread that says awful eyebrows. And it's really? great, it's just the weirdest, it looks like Bert from the, uh, you know, Sesame <laughs> yes. Street. Yes. It gets to the point where it looks like, Oh my, oh, what is that? It's so weird. I just don't know how guys are attracted to girls who yeah. have these big caterpillars on their head. Yeah, and they know they don't move, do they? No, they're like tattooed on or they're oh. they get these eyebrow kits and they make them so big. It's weird. Mm. So they're ending that. John, what's your policy with your eyebrows? You're older than me, so they must be just completely out they, of control. Uh, they, huh? Yeah, I got hairs that just uh, sprout from nowhere, and how, they have how to be often? Trimmed. Yeah, how often do you have to go after well, them? I, you know, I never notice. That's a guy thing. You never, you never really notice right. that kind of thing. But my right. wife immediately oh. notices, and then she grabs uh, tweezers and insists on pulling them out, and it hurts oh. like hell. So oh. she doesn't so, trim it. She doesn't cut it off. No, she comes and she pulls out the, you know, there's hairs that are, you know, 
five inches long. Yeah, she comes you got, and, and oh. pulls those out. So your wife tweezers. actually looks at you and notices you. Oh, well, apparently, I guess, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Pulling uh, hair, that's like a kind of a weird form of foreplay almost, isn't it? That's, uh, <laughs> well, it's just like monkeys grooming each other. That's yeah. how I see it. MC yeah. wants me to trim. He'll be like, oh, my God, I have." he's really concerned about his eyebrows to be like those long... Yeah. Crazy ones. Right, like yeah, the oh, English yeah. have, right. Those are <laughs> exactly, not good. Yeah. No matter who it is, don't do that. You're or, attentive uh, to that then, right? You help them I out? I do. I see it from the side, and I'm like, hold on a second. And for a while, I was brushing them all the way up, and then I would cut across to like sure. make them shorter. But then that kind of gets, that starts to look bad as well. You form a ledge. Yeah. You end up making kind of a ledge up <laughs> but there. But then they'll go stray and they'll stick straight out. It's a mess. Yeah. Are you uh, guys old enough to remember the actor James Whitmore? Yeah. <laughs> That's my That's wife it. always. My oh. wife always accuses me of looking like James Whitmore if she doesn't get guys, to pull theirs. Like, are they looking in the mirror and going like Fonzie and just going, mm-hmm. hey, hey, <laughs> they are. You are something else. Let me tell you. Uh, uh, I do the comb thing that I learned from my barber. You put a comb behind yes. it, and then you get your razor shaver oh, electric sure. thing and yep. just zip it right off. Yeah. But now I've got a hair that grows right at the bridge of my nose, right at the top, between my eyebrows. And I I cut it this morning, and I guarantee you within two days it'll be half an inch. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. You just mean in between your eyebrows. Right, right. Okay. Right here, right where my – and I don't see it because my glasses cover it up. If you guys ever had a hair growing out of your nose. Oh, I got a ton of them. I okay. just shaved sure. the bridge of my nose. I will tell you, yeah. because you can't have that. That is another Good. level of, oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, John, I can't tell you how alarming it is to be out in public and just kind of by accident rub your finger on your nose and feel hair there. It's to like, oh, my it. God, I got to get home. What I should do is I should have a razor everywhere I go. Just get, <laughs> Just put tweezers in your truck right in the side. That's where I have them, in the side... Uh, little door thing there, and then at a stoplight, you get that stuff. It's really good lighting. Once you tweeze, do they grow back? Yeah, but it takes yeah. way longer. You don't want to shave it. That'll actually... I just um, drag a shaver right down my nose. To no, the then, it, then it will really grow back, Kenny. Yeah, no, that'll you got to pull it with the tweezers. tweezers. See, nobody tells you this when you're younger. Uh, millennials, Gen Zers, this is what matters to us <laughs> and elders. As we get older, we want you, if you are our kids or grandkids, if I have some weird hair growing out of my neck or some mole, your job yeah. is to tell me. Yes. Like when I'm 90, yeah. I told my daughter, you're going to be 70, basically, or 72. Your purpose in life is to make sure that I am not some old lady with a bunch of hairs growing out of her face. I don't want a beard. I don't want him growing out of my neck. You are hair check. This is what we want from you, Gen Z. Yeah. There is one advantage to aging, though. I used to have a hair Grows right on the side here, side of my eye, not right. part of my eye, my right. eyebrow, just but on just the edge over. of the socket. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and it was when I was younger, it was you know black as night, you know, and you could see it immediately. And I'd had to pull it all the time, but now I'm older and it grows in white, so I I really notice it. it. Don't don't have yeah. to pull it anymore like I used yeah. to. Oh boy. Well, we've got that out of our system. Do we, we have want some to strong move, feelings about do we, that. We want to move on to Q-tips and ears, or should we skip that? <laughs> No, let's not do Q-tips okay. and ears. What else do they got on that they list? They are, okay, so you know how millennials, they're like, okay, boomer. They have bad yes. relationships with oh. other generations. Right. The Gen 
Zers are going to end that. The bad relationship millennials have with other generations, including boomers. They're so angry that they have to pay all this money for college. They're so angry that we screwed or the boomers screwed up the world and now they're paying the price. And so they dismiss everything you say Yep. with, okay, boomer. Me, 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 me. Here's another thing for <laughs> millennials and uh, Gen Zers. Ask your elders everything. Ask yep. a ton of questions about the my, the most boring, minute. This is stuff you're going to want. You're going to hit my age, and, and all my elders are gone. And I've got so many Oh, I, I know, I know. I've had so many questions, and they're gone. There's nobody to answer these questions. Ask yep. a lot of questions, even if you don't care. Write mm-hmm. it down. Right. Yeah. Absolutely write it down. Okay, they also want to get rid of expensive hipster food like avocado toast. <laughs> That's so easy to ignore. That's on the agenda list. Well, when you go to a restaurant and it's just, yeah, it's like you try to... Like hipster reps, restaurants, and you're like, I just want bacon, eggs, and a sausage patty. Well, you're going to the wrong bar. Go to the Cardinal Bar and get yourself a bacon cheeseburger and some tots and okay. shut your mouth. Okay, we'll move on to the next one then. <laughs> okay, this once again, Gen Z is sharing the trends by millennials that they plan to end. Choosing a financially stable job over their dream job, then regretting it. Yeah. Okay, so they just want to say, do your dream job right away, so you d- you're not bitching about it. I don't know where I'm at on that. Um, okay. <laughs> because I opted for the choose your dream job, and I'm still, you know, at my age, it's pretty much paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing all right. I got a lot of stuff and all that, and, you know, a couple of houses, but... And I've got a buddy who really and a did. New truck and yeah, a yeah. Of but it's paycheck, it's paycheck to a paycheck. Of no, listen, listen. Let me put this into perspective. Yeah. I've got a buddy who started a business right out of high school, didn't go to college. He is doing very, very well, very well. Okay. Yeah. He's he's just as broke as I am. Oh. Yeah. That's is a, it a, a business he loves? I mean, yes. Did he, oh, okay. he, it's a well. business he loves and a business he's really good at, yeah. and he has a large clientele base. And I was talking about him, uh, about my woes. This is, you know, five years ago. And he's going, I'm the same as you, just at a higher rate, just at a huh. different rate, you know? Okay, so yeah. I'm going to ask a question to older people, and sorry to hop in here. You guys are all, what, one or two years older than me? Well, we're your yeah, elders, maybe. young yeah. man. Because you, you said to ask ask questions yeah so i'm gonna ask yeah i've always been told if you make more you just spend more that's how i am is yeah is that always the case i'm kind of going through that now with some upgrades in my life but how do you really actually save money for the future because people always tell me you need to set money aside talk to this person talk to this person well i've never made enough money in my career where i can set amount or set aside X amount of money. Is, is Uncle Joe out there? No, not yet. <laughs> he is not at the moment. What is his line, John? Um, it's something well, along. three about savings, yeah. Every paycheck, no matter what, put something aside. And he yeah. always throws a figure even, at us. Even, like, but even if it's a little amount, he says. Yeah, put it, and, put and it don't, don't spend it no matter what. Even when yeah. times are tough, don't spend it. It's like, yeah. okay, well, I've done that before, and I've run that savings account up to two, three grand, whatever, and then all of a sudden it's like, 
holy crap, I need a dump box trailer and I've got enough for a down payment. Boom, it's gone. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's all about self-control, but Ross. Self-control, and you have to earn a, a fairly substantial amount of money to be able to put it there and yeah. leave it there. Yeah, exactly, and we always push back when Such says that. It's because yeah. uh, you don't understand, Joe. <laughs> Our paychecks are spent before we get them. They're yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have you guys ever heard of the Ramsey plan, Dave Ramsey, yeah. the big financial guy? Mm-hmm. What's he say? Well, his his thing is basically you pay for everything in cash, even a house. You don't take out loans. You don't buy anything on credit. If you're currently on credit, you'll, you basically work 20 hours a day until you can get rid of all your debt. But one of the main problems, again, with his philosophy is that might be okay if that's literally how you start when you're 18. If you decide to hop on the Dave Ramsey plan when you're 40 or 45, that's really tough. I mean, and it's not sustainable to ask somebody to go to their normal job and then go work five, six hours at night, go to bed, and then do it again five, six days a week. Does this hoopalhead know about single mothers raising kids, working four jobs, taking a bus, doing all that? Does he have any clue what's going on in America? No. No, no, yeah, I'm all. not sure he, he does. He has a whole, like, his own talk show. We used to run it on our, uh, when I lived in Missouri, one of our stations, our news talk station, had the Dave Ramsey show. That's how I became aware of him, mm-hmm. too, Don. Yeah. A former employer of mine still airs him daily here yeah. in the uh, cities. Oh, you okay, know, okay. those guys always dishing out advice are always the ones making, you know, three quarters of a mil or more yeah. a year. I think it has everything <laughs> to do with your frame of mind. I'm actually listening to something about this, uh, that whatever you grew up with, like your parents' attitude towards money really got into your subconscious. And so you have to reframe <laughs> how you think about money and visualize yourself making more money. And then you have to walk around acting like you have money and and say, I'm so glad that I have this $6 million, and say that every day, and then it'll start coming to you. Law of attraction. Hmm. Uh-oh. Boy, I'm it's so like glad. like I said wizards are real. I'm so glad I have this really great job. It is the best job ever. <laughs> Just reading from a script. Does it work for that, too? Yeah, um, if you like where you are right now, sure, you'll stay the same. I've got assets. I don't have cash. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I've got stuff that I can turn into cash. But it's it's not doing me any good financially other than, you know, the real estate obviously going up. But what do you do about real estate assets where you know, you're always you're not supposed to do what I've done is fall in love with where you live and want to stay there forever. You're supposed to think of your home as an investment and make improvements and force mm-hmm. the appreciation and all of that. Well, what do you, what do you do if you just love where you live and you don't plan on selling it? Chris Reavers would be a good example of how to do real estate correctly. <laughs> he's moving again, and he's since we've known Chris. What have we known him about ten years now, John? Yeah. Yep. He's moved how many times? Four times? Yeah, three or four, yeah. And he always does a little better. Mm-hmm. And he's really got it down, and he knows how to do it. Don't fall in love with the place you, you, you uh, live in. Make improvements. Make it better. Let the market go up and then sell and take another step up. I think that's the way to do it. Sure would love to have a sponsor that's a financial advisor on this show. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't or a re- realtor or something yeah. like that? Mm. You know, maybe just a yeah, financial advisor. Yeah. I will trim this and send it on to 
Thank you. Sales. You know what would be Obviously, awesome? Obviously, none of us know what we're doing. A financial advisor that pays us to do his ads. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is that? I don't even know what that's called. Capitalism? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Any more on the list? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, cable TV. They want to get rid of that. Oh. Cable television altogether. I did, I did altogether. that years ago. So. Yeah. Cut the cord. <laughs> How's that going for you, John? Good. I, I love it. What do you I pay them no complaints? Total, probably about 30 35 bucks. I don't know, on various things. What are you missing? Nothing. Are you sure? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, what would I be missing? How many computer windows do you have to open up? How many clickers do you no, have? No, How many stupid on, little devices? They're all on TV. Your laptop Kenny. is connected to your TV and I, all that I, stupid, frustrating crap. I don't know if I've ever watched a television show on a computer, seriously, or a movie. It's always on a television. Oh. Well, I, Never cer- used a computer. I certainly hate my uh, service that I have now. It's a- I, it was one of the things that bugged me most in life, which is a bit irrational, I know, was paying cable and satellite uh, services, paying them too much, them being <clears throat> nasty yeah. people on the phone yeah. and not being able to deal with them. I just hated it. So yeah. seven, eight years ago, I went, okay, see ya. And Dish- now it's worked out. So Dish Network, what are they even doing in business? I'm hearing now that you can't even get NBC Channel <laughs> Eleven an endorsement from them. No, I, I would refuse so, no. it. I would no. <laughs> I hell no. This part. Hell <laughs> no. They couldn't pay me any amount of money to endorse them. Yeah. You can't even get Channel Eleven on Dish. Is that what I'm hearing? It's bad enough you can't watch the Wilder Twins on Dish. That's why I moved to the other whatever I am on Who are the Wilder now. Twins? They live at the Playboy Mansion? <laughs> no, no, the Wilder Twins. <laughs> okay. I say that a little quick, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, that was one fun have weekend. You, have you heard about you. Gene Wilder's daughters? That's, that's what <laughs> oh. Kenny's referring to. Anyway, let's not alienate any more uh, potential clients. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Yes, the whole um, I've been doing this longer than you vibe that millenn- millennials care. Like they say to them, I've been doing this longer than you, so huh. listen ah. to me. They just took that from us. I think they did, and I have now reached the age where I don't feel that way anymore. I have just as much respect for guys like Ross. Uh, who is that meathead we had that was uh, running uh, Donna and Steve that I love so much? <laughs> Ryan. Now, Ryan. I <laughs> love Ryan. Meathead. Yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah. understands. He's under 30, right? Yeah. He's a meathead, but he's really, really, he's a great guy. He's good at his job. He's really aggressive. Uh, and I don't feel that way anymore. As a matter of fact, the fact that I've been doing this a long time, I kind of feel shame about that. <laughs> I mean, if you want advice from me, I can give it to you, but uh, I wouldn't take advice from me, honestly. Oh, man. I always tell people that want to get into radio, show up on time yeah number one yeah you know it's like a basic thing but honestly if you get an opportunity don't be late because i have if you're training with me and you're late you have to earn that respect back you are the uh, like the 80th producer that um um jason and alexis on my talk (laughs) have had and you were the first person that really really impressed me because day one i walk in there and you know i was probably kind of gruff and cynical and aloof and probably didn't say a lot to you 
but you had a notepad out and pages and pages. Oh my of god, notes. I was writing, 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 and then I was flipping pages. Yeah. And the very first day I met you and I saw this, I'm like, well, we finally found a producer. This is the one. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So all it takes, and Ross is the same way. When Ross left, I was PO'd, and when Ross came back, I was overjoyed. He, oh. He's the same way, very aggressive, wants to do the job, and will do anything to succeed. Yeah. That's, oh, cool. That's very kind of you, Kenny. I truly do appreciate that. But now I do have one more question for you guys. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry to again hijack the show. This is like two in a row. My it apologies. Do it. Don't Dude. do it. Do it. Please. What have any of you guys spent any significant time outside of media or broadcasting at any companies? Because because yeah. yeah. I did. Yes. So I I spent three years at a fairly large employer when I took my media radio sabbatical for a well, few years. What I, I called I refer to that as the real world. Ross. The real world. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I have worked in the real world. So yeah. And here's what I think translates into the real world that always just boggles my mind. Don mentioned showing up on time. I worked at an employer where the schedule, this is pre-COVID, obviously, it was pretty rigid. You work eight to five. You would not be surprised how many, well, actually, no, you guys know exactly where I'm going. How many people would show up every day at 8.06? Yeah. And then they're the people that need to leave at 4.52. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> so and you can't get here six minutes earlier, then you got to leave eight minutes early. How about, Ross, the people that call in sick once every two weeks? Oh, kill what me. Yeah. Kill that? me. What the hell is that? I learned uh, in my 20s that no matter how drunk I was two hours ago, get your ass into the station and do your job, drunky drunk. I puked in the trash can. I used to sleep in the production studio. I would go from the bar to the station (laughs) and sleep there so I would be there. No headache, no throwing up, nothing mattered more than that job. I can't Mm -hmm. be late. Ever. I can't because if not, there is dead air. Dawn, I showed up for a family event last night right on time, and I, it made me mad. Yeah. Because I wasn't five to ten minutes early. I was yeah. I was grumpy about it. Oh, man. Boy, we were on our soapbox there for a we little bit. We sound old. We sound really we old. Do. We do. Really, Thanks, really Ross, old. for winding us up. Okay. Uh, John, you have a story that I think might interest both of us, um, and you've told me briefly about it. It's the travel story. And I have not done any research on this. Uh, Don, you might know about this, but listen to this story that uh, John has. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Get Lost. It's a business, uh, and it's called an Ultimate Adventure Challenge. What it does is if you want to go on vacation, you pay them too much money, a lot of money, up to ten grand, uh, and then it takes you to a mystery destination. So your vacation is, you don't know where it's at. They're just taking you there, and they leave you alone in the middle of a remote landscape. You mean like Negril or Palm Beach or Maui? Um, Remote landscape? It's more like Survivor. It's like the TV show Survivor. They oh, say, yeah. uh, where you know, but you're not, <laughs> but you're not fighting other Drop people. You're in. not competing against this other is people. Great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, apparently you, the guy. Uh, can you yeah. make stipulations I'd, as long as it's a place with no snakes? You know what I mean. I, I'm not sure they're going to give you that one. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> the company's called Black Tomato. Uh, and they said they produced a few such trips last year, but in lockdown, a lot of people wanted more adventure. So now a lot more people are buying into it. Uh, and he said in the last 18 months, things have really taken off for them. Uh, and they have packages, too, but it's still a surprise. Uh, for instance, they have the Magical Mystery Tour, uh, but they won't tell you where that's going. You just go. You end up going. Is that like some psychedelic 
drug. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. They're yeah. going to feed your shrooms tour. and push you out the plane. <laughs> 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 you was just going to say you're going to do LSD with Sir Paul and Ringo. That's yeah. what that is. <laughs> the only thing they'll tell you, uh, you can choose how lost you want to feel. So I guess you can give them a degree of lostness, you yeah. know, and the company also offers different environments, jungle, coastal, deserts, okay. mountains, okay. polar. Okay. Yeah. And, and if you're not into the outdoors, they also have more laid back uh, kind of situations they'll throw you in, but you still don't know where you're going. So uh, it can be, it can be anywhere. It can be, uh, they've sent people so far to Iceland, Namibia, Morocco, parts of the United States. And uh, they don't know where they're going until they get their flight information. And some folks they send on a private plane. So they really wow. don't know until wow. they get in the plane and land the plane. Next year, I'm going to just take off two days plus the weekend. And I am going to just not plan where I'm going and get a last minute travel deal and see what happens. On a plane? Yes. I've done this numerous. You have? I, I, I've done yes, this new, new in a vehicle. Where I just start driving, and wherever I end up, or whenever I get sick of driving, that's where I'm at. And it is so fun. It is so cool. That's good for your brain. Don't even look at the map. I just know I'm going west. I know I'm going north. That's all that I care about. I got to tell you, it's the most relaxing, enjoyable, fun thing you could ever do. Sometimes you end up sleeping in the front seat of your truck. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times you find a hotel, and it's great. It's awesome. Uh, that's another thing I do when I'm on the road is a lot of times I don't make hotel reservations. I just wing it. Just show up and hope you got something. Yeah. <laughs> Don, there's a guy that was on the Lewis and Clark um, the expedition to the Pacific. He got They got back to the Mandan area on their way back. His name was John Coulter. <laughs> And some fur trappers were going up the Missouri, and they were heading out to the area of, oh, basically where Bozeman is, via the Missouri. And uh, Coulter hooked up with them, went out west, came back, went out again. Then he hooked up with an organization, and uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, fur trapping group he was with. But in the winter, the guy told Coulter, go make peace with the black feed Indians. Go talk to the tribes. We want to do a trade with them. And he took off in the winter on foot and discovered, first white man that discovered Yellowstone. Oh. In the winter, on foot. Oof. How cool would that be? That is something to be remembered for. And now... All these years later, when I have to go outside and start my truck when it's 20 below, <laughs> I bitch and complain and cry, and I've got it so rough. Yeah. Imagine spending the winter outside in Yellowstone all alone. How cool would that be? So great. That's why I'm so envious and so fascinated by the mountain men. Any time after Lewis and Clark up to about 1820, 1830, where these guys didn't know the landscape at all. And they were just out exploring, and here's a mountain range, and we want to get over it, but how? Oh, look at this big lake. Oh, it's salt. Oh, they discovered Salt Lake. You know what I mean? South Pass, there's actually a way to get through the mountains where you don't have to climb a mountain. It's called South Pass. They discovered this by accident. It's just so fascinating to me. Hmm. Yeah. So that's what I love doing. Maybe you had a past life where you did that, Yeah, you were a mountain man. I mean, you really feel a connection to it. And now... I won't go camping. 
<laughs> I hate camping. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. Oh. My no camping stems, uh, my earliest horrible, awful camping thing was uh, we used to go winter camping. And uh, our parents, we were, you know, teenagers, and our parents said, and we'd go on our snowmobiles, go out to the woods, you know, five miles out of town in the woods next to a lake, and they go, no matter what, don't get wet. Don't Uh get wet. Otherwise, you're going to die. Well, what did we do? We we got, you know, wet. Yeah, we're soaked. And then we tried to go to bed. And uh, one night, it was so cold, like 10 below, we're sleeping in tents, we're soaked. Oh. We just got up, fired up the snowmobiles, rode five miles into town. And I laid, and when I finally, and the whole way back, you know, in the middle of the night, it's two in the morning, the whole way back, you're thinking, I'm going to die. This was the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and after that, it just got worse and worse. And every, I, I managed to make every camping uh, uh, experience just awful. Yikes. Oh, no. Yeah. And, and I, I never. You've had a very different life than I have, Kenny. <laughs> Don't you camp? Did you ever I've, camp? I've never camped out in my life. Ne- not not one, even not car one. camping in a, like a state park? Um, no, never, never. The only th- closest thing would be uh, me and buddy, my, a buddy of mine sleeping in a tent in his backyard and, you know, when, yeah. I was a kid, when I was a kid. You That'd do, be the closest thing. You do remote camping, don't you, Don? You've, you've mm-hmm. done it before, right? No outhouse, no nothing? Oh, yeah. We just uh, walk out five miles yeah. with our packs on yeah. and uh, find a place it's really great it's scary but fun you know you like you hear the wolves coming mm-hmm. you hear the you know and sleeping in a hammock is the best thing oh it sounds awful because it's so <laughs> actually no the hammocks they have now it makes you just feel like you're wrapped in a cocoon yeah mom's bosom yeah yeah it's great it's way better than getting out a tent Putting, a, you know, I mean, if I'm doing that kind of camping, I have an air mattress. I don't like to lay just right on the ground because it's uncomfortable. And, and then with the tent, and then you're digging, is it going to rain? Should we dig a trench around the tent? Mm-hmm. Should we have an extra tarp? What do we do? Crawling in and out. Love Get it. Get up, pee in the middle of the night. Nobody yep. wants to get out of their warm sleeping bag and go outside and pee. Um, so then you bring in like a Mountain Dew bottle and then, oh, you know, you make them, now it's really weird make and a mess trash. everywhere, you know, <laughs> cause you, then you, you forget the it's not Mountain Dew in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Oh. oh man, that's great. And then you get cold oh. and you got to use your buddy for warmth and then things take a turn and, you know, wow. see all of this, when I go wow. camping, I literally like this, uh, I literally I feel like my brain resets. <laughs> There's just something about the calmness of being in the woods and not having to hear audio. Yeah. And yeah. not having to watch a TV or consume information yeah. that makes me feel the most chilled out ever. And I just melt. I just sit there and stare at like the stars and eat my old hot dog. And You would you know? love, you would absolutely love <laughs> deer hunting. Yeah. Because that's what I do. I go in, um, I make sure I'm in my stand an hour before it gets light. And I don't go driving deer. I don't go walking around. I just sit in the stand all day yeah. and just appreciate the solitude and the quiet and watching these dumb animals frolic around. That's so cool. Yeah. I want to do that. I really do. John goes to baseball I, games. I Yeah, I hear the Kenny Olsen uh, voice going, okay, hippie. <laughs> <laughs>
My dad was kind of a hippie. Maybe that's where I get it from. As a kid, we didn't go on vacations anywhere. Yeah. Like, we didn't go to... Well, we used to live right by Disneyland in Anaheim. Yeah. But, you know, we would go camping in the Redwoods. Oh, and neat. then we would just... That's what we did for vacations. Yeah. So, um, I have a lot of memories of my dad getting up and taking me trout fishing oh, at cool. 5 a.m. and. Yeah. You know, the most exciting thing was that my mom would buy those little packs of cereal. Yeah, the We never got boxes. sugar cereal yeah. when I was little. It was always like grape nuts, which we called rocks. Um, right. <laughs> but, like, I got to have, like, cocoa puffs and yeah. corn pops. But, no, the camping, that's just, like, I, I guess I just have so many great memories as a kid going camping with my family. Yeah, I've been in a few tents where you set them up in the wrong place and it starts raining over the night, and then the next thing you know, the stream is running right through your tent and everything <laughs> you own is soaking wet, and there's no way to get dry, and it's just so, so awful. I want you to get on the list right now. I'm uh, talking here about Aim High Construction, MN.com, the sole sponsor of news from the Krabby Coffee Shop, <laughs> Aim High Construction. They can do any job that needs doing. Decking, remodels, siding, restorations, roofing. Oh, hell yes, with roofing. Uh, they can help you with design consultation if you're thinking about a kitchen or a new bath or finally figure, uh, finishing off that basement. A full-service construction company, uh, and their deal is quality craftsmanship and honest service. They're based here in Minnesota and western Wisconsin. They always guarantee their work and their products, and their calendar is full. That's why we're hammering on the fact that you need to get in touch with them and plan in advance. If you're thinking about something for this spring or even as far out as next summer, Get a hold of uh, Chris. He's the owner of Aim High Construction MN, and get on the schedule. Uh, go to their website, see the work they've done, find out what they can do for you. AimHighConstructionMN.com. So, Don, um, John was ripping the two of us yesterday off what? the air. I was. What did he say? For our text conversation we had oh. last Friday. Oh, what was it? Let me look back. I uh, I erase all my texts in case I die overnight. I don't want anybody to find them. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's see here. So you don't have I'm access gonna, to this, Kenny. I can remember saying. what what happened. Is um, I think you sent me a text about something, and I replied with what I was doing. Oh yes. Yep, that's exactly what it was. You uh, you sent a picture of a beaver hat to Kenny. Oh, yes. that's then, right. Kenny answered uh, with the ice, like how thick the ice was. And after that, you guys traded about 20 messages. And I wouldn't have minded, but I was sitting in my easy chair just dozing <laughs> oh, off. No. And all of a sudden, ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. It was my fault. I started out at 4.32 p.m. Um, I, I sent you guys a picture of my DIY um cover for my car i just take an old air mattress that got a hole in That's it speaking right. of yep. camping and then i cut that in well i just put that over my window so that i can just lift it off if it snows that's brilliant yeah i just that tuck it and brilliant. i know that and i talk about this on the air and people will send me the the store version of that i'm like no, no you don't no, get no, no. it <laughs> no yeah <laughs> We're doing this because you already paid for it. It's failed you. and Now plus, I'm turning it into something else. And my thought is it's heavy. It's not going to blow away. No. And you you actually shut it in the car doors. Yeah. Then I sent the beaver hat. Then you sent me um, a ice auger thing. Let me tell you the story. <laughs> um, 
I decide last Friday to go out and check the ice on a kind of a, it's kind of a, it's a lake surrounded by private property, so it's got no access. And uh, I wanted to see if it's thick enough to go out spearing and if I could drive my uh, ATV out there, et cetera, et cetera. This last summer, I bought myself, after years of putting it off, I bought myself a battery-powered ice auger. I don't remember what I'm paid. I'm going to guess it was around 500, four or 500 bucks, right? I bought this thing in July or August, kept it in the box, been dying to use this thing. Finally, last Friday, <laughs> I take it out and walk 20 yards out from shore, drill a hole, works great. It's so awesome. It's quiet. You don't have to fight with gas and oil and starting and warming it up and all, all the pain in the ass that gas ice augers are. I drill a hole. It's seven inches i'm like good this is great walk 100 yards out drill another hole it's eight and a half inches oh my god this is awesome <laughs> uh do another 100 yards headed to the point on the lake where i want to set up and uh drill another hole and to check the ice down i have a yardstick with a nail on the very end so i just hook the nail under the ice and so i can see eight and a half inches right i okay. set i set the yardstick down on the ice I pick up my ice auger and the battery slid off because I didn't notice that the thing that holds the battery in place, I didn't notice that that thing had moved. The battery slid off and all I heard was (laughs) kerplunk. (gasps) No. Brand new ice auger, third hole, battery at the bottom of the lake. Whoops. Now... I have tried to replace batteries before for like cordless drills and the batteries for these cordless drills are so expensive what you end up doing is just buying a whole new cordless drill with batteries because it's not worth it. So I'm thinking, you know, hanging my head in shame, shuffling back to store. This is going to cost me $200. That was a $200. And I've dropped everything there is you can possibly drop down an ice hole, glasses, phones, you, things of value. Moral values. Everything has gone down the ice hole, Dawn, everything. And I start working on a plan on how I can retrieve that. Um, but meanwhile, I go to town and I talk to the guys. I admit my shame to my friends and the guy that runs the sporting goods. And he goes, well, you're in luck. New batteries, 50 bucks. So i like, all right, I'll buy one. You're like, great, I'll live paycheck to paycheck. And yep, yep, minus just 50. Need, yep, another 50 <laughs> bucks. Pam, get the battery. But then decide, you know what, I'm going to get this battery anyway. I'm uneasy with leaving something like this in the water. And if I can get it out and get it dried out, I'll have two batteries. It'll be awesome. So I have a special chainsaw that I use to cut holes in the ice for spearing. Cut a hole about, it's about three feet long by... A foot and a half wide. Okay. Big enough that you could actually jump through and go Don't into the water. Don't say that. <laughs> so I cut the hole out, and I've got a fishing net. You know what a fishing net looks like, right? Yeah. And I attached a really long pole to it, like a six-foot pole to it. And I started, got the ice out of the hole and everything, and started sweeping the bottom. And the bottom's about a foot of muck. And I was out there for, you know, about 30 minutes trying to find it. I never did find it. But that's just. That's, and I said, some fish is going to swallow it and now be illuminated. It'll be right. easier to catch him. Right. <laughs> you know, and I feel bad about leaving that debris in the water. It's got to be illegal. I'm, I'm sure it's somebody's going to. It's going to leak gonna, at some point. And- yeah, somebody's going to come arrest me. But I made a, a really 
Did you etch your name in it like a weirdo or no? And your phone number, Kenny. No. sends batteries. Also, (laughs) also, Kenny. Let's be honest. There's knives and guns and other weapons of murder in that water too. Yeah, Yeah, probably bodies. bodies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then I went and bought a, spent a bunch of money on some bait and then never did go fishing or spearing. Oh my gosh. And, uh, I put a bunch of minnows in a pail in a, my refrigerator in the shop on Saturday afternoon. What day is it now? Wednesday? I still haven't looked to see how they're doing. Yeah. So I might have an issue there. Kenny, what is the oh. dumbest thing that you've dropped in the water? You mentioned some things. Was there something? Well, that you, that that what, is number one. Is it okay? Yeah, oh, you uh, just but did it. Great. Glasses. Congrats. I've dropped the glasses. Uh-huh. Uh, a cell phone bounced. Uh, fell out. You know, I put it in my uh, upper chest pocket up here. Oh yep. no! Don't don't button the thing. Bend over. Bounces off the floor. Goes right into the hole. I dropped something in water one time that was so funny. I actually, again, theme of this pod, the last few weeks, I had to call my father and admit shame because I was house-sitting for him. <laughs> I uh, I flushed my stepmother's car keys down the toilet. <gasps> oh, what? Down the toilet? Oh, my gosh. Oh. I got to tell you, that is one time... Um, because we all know, I mean, let's admit it, that's what we do on the toilet now. We don't read the newspaper anymore. We don't read books. We sit on our phones, right? That is the one time oh. where I'm very, very proprietary about where my phone is. Well, this was, I was, I literally walked into their house and saw, you know, one of the cats did what cats do, heaved. So I had, I had Gross. these keys and I, I put them in like my, uh, whatever you want to call it, the hoodie pocket, yeah. whatever that thing is, the pouch. Sure. And then I grabbed the heave, threw it in the toilet, hit flush, and then, like you said, Kenny, I heard that little thud. Yeah. And I went, "What was that?" And yeah. I looked down just in time to see the key spinning. And <gasps> I'm not gonna. Oh. I mean, I put my hand in there to try and save the you key. You did? Oh, Gross. absolutely. It's just cat barf. Whatever. I can. Yeah. Wa- I can wash my He's hands. A tough guy. Yeah, but everything else that's gone before the key. Oh, barf. Yeah, I know. I know. So did you? What then, happened? You got. I, I think when she got back in town, I think we went to the dealership and had to get her new keys. Okay. I'm almost positive that's what happened, because it's not like you can you, just you didn't go to Target and buy the... new car keys. Okay. Yeah. Let's circle back to John's travel story. What adventure would you pick, Don? What are my choices? Well, they don't really give you a choice. You can pick perhaps... A place, a kind of place, polar, jungle, mm-hmm. mountain, uh, desert. Not the desert. No. Not the jungle. No. Because of, I don't want rotten feet. Right. Um, I would just pick, like, the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But not, like, even though I love the show alone. Yeah. God, that's such a great show. This is essentially what they do, but people are competing. Right. Right. And they don't have a crew. They just give them cameras, and whoever lasts the longest out there in their remote location wins. And some of them have breakdowns. They I do. Mean, they leave sobbing. like within a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's such a good show. Um, um, I would pick not a snowy place. I would pick just like um, so not Colorado. A pol- not a polar thing. No, that's you've too watched harsh. Life Below Zero. Yes, you've I love one. that show. You know, I love all my Alaska shows. That's tough, though, man. <laughs> that is really tough. I just love that. I would just love the challenge. I'd have to be in. I'm such a pre-planner, though. I'd have to be in peak physical shape. I'd have to learn everything that you could ever learn about 
skinning and trapping and fishing, creating yeah. nets, yep. creating Snaring. shelter. Even Snaring. though I've watched every show on it, you'd think I'd know by now. Yeah. Um, I, I know this sounds um, – have you ever watched Naked and Afraid? Yeah. Uh, to me, they don't have to take the clothes off. They could leave the clothes on because, it's to me, it's really fascinating because they usually pair up a couple of people, right? Yeah. And it's always the guy, and I'm. it's always the guy. It's never the gal from the ones I've watched, and it's the guy with the most swagger, the bossiest, smartest, mansplaining jackass that always goes home within three days. It's so true. What is that? Overconfidence. <laughs> Have you ever watched that show, John? I uh, every show you guys just mentioned, yeah, I've never I've never heard of. Oh, really? I've I've no idea what they are. It's because he doesn't have the channels. Why? Yeah, I have the channels. Uh, What what channel are they on? Hell if Uh, I know. I just stumble on them. I think Naked and Afraid is. Is that like A and E or something? A and E, maybe, yeah, maybe get, the Travel A&E Channel. A and E and Travel in three different places. Could you do? Could you? I, I couldn't do Naked and Afraid. It'd be too distracting. You're, you're always paired. I'd, what's, what's they the, do a man and a woman, and yeah, so okay. basically, what happens is that the women in the stories that they choose to show. Uh, a lot of times, well, there it actually can be bossy women that think they know everything. So it's yeah. like there's always a bossy person. They're right. really good about pairing people. And a more passive person that's like they take them off to the side and go, so what do you think of, you know, John? And they're like, they're John's like, a jackass. John thinks he knows everything. And I actually have been hand fishing my whole life, you know, I've been, you know <laughs> right, and I'm right, going to show right. him how to hunt. Right. Um, it's oh, you a, mean oh, like Naked noodling? and Afraid is, Afraid is Discovery Channel. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So um, so then they was, have to survive together for as long as they can. And um, well, well, let's ask the obvious question, um, John. Yeah. Could you take off all your clothes, get together with a naked female, and go try to survive and not let the nudity interfere with it? No. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't no. either. So I'd, that's what the hang-up is for you? I'd be too self-conscious about me, and I'd be too busy say, thinking, look her in the eye, look her in the eye, look her in the eye. Yeah. Because I'm going to be looking at all the parts. So <laughs> parts. Do it. Get over it. I'm most afraid of bugs going down my crack. Don, you never get over it. Ever. You n- I never get over bugs in my crack? Bugs? Yeah, no kidding. No, no, looking at naked women. It's my contention <laughs> that every guy wants to see every woman naked no matter what she is like. Oh, sure. I could yeah. see that, yeah. yeah. And guys will say, no, that ain't true. And I'm saying, you're a liar. You yeah. want to see. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's biological. The good, yeah. the every, bad, every and guy the wants to. You want to see it yeah. all. Yeah. You can't fight it. <laughs> yeah. So you would, but then wouldn't you, if you are, you have to, you have to make a fire, you have to survive, you have to get a plan together immediately. You're saying that you would let yourself just be a dum-dum out there and just be staring at bazongas? Uh, yeah, I am. I am. So, well, you need so, to get th- to work and build a fire right now. I, I have a roommate that I've known for a long, long damn time. Uh, and every time you see it, it's like, oh, all right, cool. You never get over it. Well, that's good. It makes me feel like I have a lot of power now. 
<laughs> well, you do. <laughs> when are you guys going to figure that out? You, you, it's undefeated. You run the world. You, you just got to realize that. I do like to take off all my clothes and just walk through the house <laughs> and just see how long it takes him to look up. <laughs> Sometimes I'll run. And then he'll look over and he'll go, whoa, what's going on? That prank was pulled on me again last uh, couple of weeks ago. I'm standing in the kitchen and it was uh, during my break between, yeah. it was between 9 and 10 a.m. And standing in the kitchen with my, you know, at the counter making a sandwich or whatever and uh, talking to her and I've been talking to her for a few minutes and. I uh, just turn around like I'm going to go sit down, and it's like, whoa, holy bleep. <laughs> what is it? You guys think that's the funniest it thing in the so whole wide world? It is so funny because the shock yes. is so great and delight on your yes. face. Wow, because you're thinking, what's going to happen next? I assigned us, uh, I assigned, speaking of TV, I assigned us all an assignment, and we just completely ignored it. What? You, well, I wanted to talk about... Um, and I got this from my talk, you guys on Jason's show, and actually all the shows on my talk. You talk about shows that um, I could never watch. These are the worst shows oh, on come TV. On, Kenny. Awful, awful shows. And you never talk about the shows I love. And it doesn't have to be like a reality show, like Stupid uh, Curse of Oak Island. I'm talking about, like, say, sitcom-style shows or one-hour dramas that nobody ever talks about, and they go completely ignored by my talk and all of society. It's yeah. not just my talk. It, it's the whole world. <laughs> and so I compiled a list of shows that I have really, really loved throughout the years. Some of them didn't last long. Some okay. of them are still in business. Yeah. Did you Did you put together any? I have a list. They're mostly British shows. What like what? Um, I love anything. Uh, well, there's one called Toast of London. Never um, heard of it. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Their oh. first um, okay, series I know those is guys. called Spaced. Yeah. And it's really, really good. Oh, oh, I've seen that. Have Spaced. you? Yes. Okay, it's yes, great. and it it's, is good. It's like the whole style, you know, that they have. Edgar Wright. Um, then we have anything that Matt Berry is in, I love. Uh, Don't there's know the him. Mighty Boosh. Um, oh, sure. Noel Fielding is in that. Um, you've got, oh, there's one. There's, this is like really soap opera. It's called The Only Way is Essex, and it's a reality show. Yeah. And I've watched, I think, 22 seasons of it. Really? Yeah. 22. I know wow. everything about every person on it. And you Nobody never knows to, what it is except yeah. for British people. Yeah, and, and it never comes up on my talk or I mean, anywhere for that matter. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it would benefit the listener for me to talk about that. <laughs> I, I think it would actually. I mean, it, it wouldn't it. Let's act like we're program directors now and consultants. Sure. Wouldn't it open? Wouldn't the audience appreciate it if you opened them up and turned them on to shows that are really cool that they've never heard of? Yeah. Why? Why always just talk about the same style of show or the same stuff, show after show after show? I have to answer for you that was told to us. Give it to me. <laughs> it's not my show. Oh, I, I mean, my name is not on the show. I don't mean it from that perspective. I mean it from management's perspective. I don't think that they would love me talking about, say, Letter Kenny or Trailer Park Boys or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Why don't those shows get talked about? Um. Well. And I'm not singling out my talk. This is a phenomenon. Wouldn't you agree that this goes across the country, John? How much do you hear about Letter Kenny? None. None. Yeah. But it's it's always sunny, though. I do. Yeah, that's that's that, a that huge gets a cult lot of, following. Yeah. Fairly yeah. mainstream. Yeah, well, I, think, I think. Yeah, so. I think it does get yeah. talked about for sure. Yeah. Trailer Park Boys. That if somebody says, if I say a line from that, and somebody knows what I'm talking about, they're yeah. my people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of a show called Quick Draw? No. No. It's a sh- John. You actually have seen this because I've. I have. I, I turned you on to this. <laughs> oh, the cowboy ago. thing. Yes. It's yes. a ridiculous thirty-minute yep. cowboy show about. I think that isn't the town called Quick Draw. Oh, no, I don't remember. know what the name it's of the town is. Yeah. But, John, this guy goes to Harvard, studies crime, uh, and becomes an investigator, and then goes out west and is made the sheriff of a town. And it's absolutely hilarious um, how he's trying to apply science and logic to crimes, and the townspeople are just dumb <laughs> rubes. Oh. And it's really, really good. There's a, They only did two seasons, and it's on Hulu right now. Okay. But it's a wonderful, wonderful show. I'd forgotten all about it. Yeah. And there's no tension. There's no drama. It's just dumb, fun, and really good writing. Yeah. And yeah. it go. Why don't shows like that go anywhere? There, well, I think there are too I, I, many networks now, too many streaming services, too many shows, and you have to. It makes it harder. It makes it easier to get a show, but harder to keep it. Yeah, I think sometimes shows are also like on my list. I put. Do you guys remember Freaks and Geeks? Yes, yes, That's a wonderful, brilliant, br- yes. brilliant show. One season, yeah, got canceled. Yeah. I know. And yeah. talk about all the stars that were on that. Oh, current tons stars. of them. Isn't the guy I really hate? Well, he was on that. Yeah, Seth, Seth Rogen. He yeah, kind of Seth Rogen <laughs> yes, as a kid. He was. Yeah, yeah. before yep. he Jason turned into Siegel. a. Yeah, before he turned into yep. a spokesman for stupidity. Yeah, he was on that wonderful James show. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that uh, that girl. Oh gosh, the, uh, great. we know the all the blonde, guys. But, yeah, the blonde, the friend. She has I can't a think weird name. name. She had a yeah. talk show. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Uh, do you guys remember a show called one that always has bugged me? Uh, Life on Mars. I which don't came think which so. came from it, it was as so often happens in America. It's copied from a British show, mm-hmm. right? And the Brit- British show always got great reviews, and I haven't watched it because. I didn't want to ruin the American version. It was on for one season, uh, Life on Mars, and they canceled it after about the first eighteen episodes, which were brilliant. Yeah, and and they found they told the people they were going to cancel it, so they made them basically make up an ending for the show. And oh, the premise boy. the premise was brilliant. There's a cop in New York City now, or in 2009 when the show was made, and somehow he gets hit by a car and he ends up in the 1970s as a cop in New York. Cool. And his boss is Harvey Keitel. Harvey oh, Keitel played the yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, he's this, this modern-day, you know, detective who has to live by all the rules in 2009. Suddenly, he's in 1972, and they're telling him, you know, to go break the guy's hand. Yeah, and yeah. Confession <laughs> or Pappy Doyle or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Imperioli, who played Christopher oh, in The Sopranos, sure. is all, also on it. He plays really? a detective in the 70s. And it's brilliantly written. And the guy playing the lead, I don't remember his name, but he was really good. And he's always, he's you know, it's 1972, so he's calling people by modern names like 
you know, who is this? And he'll make up some name from 2003. <laughs> oh, right. And yeah. It, and uh, it, he quotes Tom Waits throughout the show. He, it, it's just, uh, it was brilliantly written. And the ending was kind of hokey because they made him wrap it they up quickly. They forced it. Oh. They forced yeah. it. Yeah. But the first, first two thirds of the season were just incredible. I'm seeing, like you said, two versions, a British version and an American version. Yep. And yep. it looks like you might be able to watch it on Prime Video. Yeah, it is. It's on Prime Video. Cool. Well, that's a great recommendation. Uh, another show I really love that didn't get a lot of love, but I think it went three, maybe four seasons. And I know you guys have both heard me talk about this. You're the worst. Uh, just about a couple of really mm-hmm. miserable couple, a uh, couple of miserable rotten woman and a miserable rotten guy, and yep. they hook up. And it, it, the first two seasons are absolutely wonderful, and then it kind of fades off, and they eventually canceled. Huh. Have you ever heard of Corner Gas? No, o- a, only from you. <laughs> yeah, it's a Canadian series, and. After Trailer Park Boys and Letter Kenny, uh, both uh, Canadian shows, I, I went on a mission to find another really good yeah, one. They're great. And I found Corner Gas, and it's a very laid back, low key comedy. And um, if it weren't for some of the side characters, I don't think I'd like it. But there's a few side characters that are really good and really make the first couple of seasons worth watching. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Better Off Ted? Do you guys remember Better Off Ted? Uh, I've seen talk of it, but I've never watched it. Uh, I thought it was very good. Of course, it only lasted two seasons because because I liked it. But uh, it was <laughs> right. it was really it's well written and acted. And so, clever. Don, what is that? Is that um, a, a money deal? It just doesn't have the viewers, so they can't sell the advertising, yes. so they can't support the production of it? Is that how it works? Yeah, always. It's all always about ratings. Yeah. And they won't do what the guys like, say, uh, for instance, on Garage Logic have done and, and take a smaller paycheck to keep doing their jobs. <laughs> oh, my God. They move on to the next project, <laughs> which is going to happen right now because they are waiting to come in here. The- Play that uh, close, Ross. We uh, killed another hour, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts. Do you live around here? I live right here in this van with my kitty. <laughs>